Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everyone Welcome to the Shady Dude Podcast hosted by yours truly My name is Shaquille and alongside me we have our co-host Ifad How are you? I'm good, assalamu alaikum guys so, Yeah, so uh, we have been trying to do this for quite a bit <laughs> for, for quite a long time actually Yeah this has been a plan in the making. Uh, I think I think I reached out to you for the idea about a month ago. About yeah, a, about a month I, ago. I think so too. A month ago, yeah. Yeah, and and by that I mean like October, because I know we're releasing this releasing this a bit later. But yeah. we're recording today's date is November twenty eighth. We're recording these in in batches just to you know, just to get like a whole cluster done, you know, just to see like. Just to test the waters a bit. Yeah, we're just we're just trying to you know none of us have been in on you know on camera before, so we're just trying to you know <laughs> get this podcast out yeah. and hopefully start something new. For sure. Yeah. So we we have been planning this for a while. Uh, I came to you with the idea because you've been doing <clears throat> YouTube for a while. By by that I mean you've been doing videos for a while. Yeah, I've been uh, trying to, you know, edit some videos. I went to my country last year, and I made a video there. Where's your country, bro? <laughs> uh, my country, Bangladesh, uh, Southeast Asia. Well, South Asia, yeah, South, pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you you went to, to Bangladesh for, was it specifically to record the video, or were you just, like, visiting family, or, like? Um, it was actually me visiting after a very long time, over gotcha. 13 years. So That's um, usually how it goes, yeah. Yeah, so definitely to see uh-huh. the country, and definitely to bring something back home. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, I, I saw the video. It was really nicely edited. Um, nice music, nice transitions. The whole thing looked very professional. Mashallah. Thank you. So uh, I came to you because you know a lot about the technical side <laughs> of things. You are like I we, try. The other thing is we we've known each other since elementary school. Uh, we haven't. We kind of lost you know connection in middle school and for like the beginning of high school. Last couple of years, we we started to actually like talk again. Reconnect. We, yeah, reconnect pretty much. We we became pretty good friends. I'd say we uh, we have pretty good conversations in my opinion. Uh, I remember, I think it might have been junior of high school when we finally had like our first real conversation in a very long time. <laughs> I mean, and uh, I guess real conversation in general because I don't know how many ten year olds are having <laughs> real conversations. Yeah. So I mean, you know, me and Shaquille, like he said, uh, we go back. Uh, and I think, you know, that's how real friendships actually work. Some way or another, you connect back, you know, your life goes on, and then you lose path in the middle. Like, this was our middle school years. We didn't even know each other who we were. But we met new friends, you know, we met new friends, and we came back to each other. And this time, we came back pretty hard. You know, we, we have this podcast now, you know. So I'm really happy. Oh, you're so cute. And <laughs> <laughs> came back to each other, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... uh Let's let's kind of introduce ourselves um, a, a bit about ourselves. My name is Shaquille, like I previously said. Uh, Shaquille Shake, if you want my full name. My Facebook, girl. Facebook, guys. Don't, don't look me up, please. Request him. <laughs> don't look me up. <laughs> please don't. But anyway, Shaquille Shake, that's my full name, my government name, I guess. <clears throat> uh, so I am a second-year college student. I'm pursuing a bachelor's in nursing currently, inshallah. Uh, I do want to go to grad school. I'm not entirely sure in what particular area but they're definitely in the world of healthcare something to that effect what about you um on a similar path i'm also uh you know a science student uh, most likely health but first i want to complete my bachelor's in uh, computer science and then hopefully i can go do some pre-med and then hopefully to medical school on neuroscience 
trying to do a neuro neurosurgery. Um, it's a long path, but I think uh, it'll be worth it. Inshallah, it'll be worth it. Okay. Uh, so computer science and pre-med, that is an interesting combo. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very interesting combo, and it's also a very difficult combo. Um, the thing is, computer science, I don't really think of as a task. It's more of as a hobby. I, I'm always on the computer. I'm always fixing computers. That, that's actually my part-time job. I repair computers. Um, so it's more of a hobby. I'm not the best computer science student on the math part, but I do get away with the technical parts, you know, like physical parts. And I think I just like the whole idea of the AI that we're, you know, pushing forward, like the whole Tesla by Elon Musk, you know, these self-driving cars. So I want to do something, you know, I, I really want to focus on that. And uh, have, have you seen the, the new car that, oh, yeah. that the Tesla new, released? Oh, yeah, the new truck. I drew <laughs> that when I was four. <laughs> Copyright. For that, yeah, that's the meme that's been popping yeah. up. Like, yo, this is the car that everyone drew when they were like five years exactly. old. Exactly. <laughs> It's a very good design, though. Actually, is it? It's a very good. It looks design. like it looks like a triangle. Yeah, because um, it looks like it looks like one of those, you know, like in, in in kindergarten when you have those blocks. Yeah, and, and then you, then you have the, like the little triangle piece. You on only top. know like three shapes: <laughs> triangle, square. <laughs> you so learn? you put you put the triangle piece yeah. on top of the square piece to build a house. That's what it looks like. It's pretty expensive too. It's I like, mean, yeah, yeah, very expensive. For sure. Yeah, it's a Tesla car. They all are. But continuing with your question on the medical part, the medical part, I think, you know, the human creation, I think it's one of the greatest creations and I don't think any, anything can outdo it. So to learn more about the human body, it's more about learning about myself. You know, mm. if I if I study the mind, I'm studying myself. For sure. So it's a very good combo and I hope uh, it, it helps, you know, hopefully before I die, I can leave something behind, you know. Right. Right. Inshallah. That's that's the goal that we should all kind of um, have in the, in the back of our heads or at least in the front of our heads i guess we should always look to you know add something oh. to the world add some benefit to the world what, yeah what we, got, we got we Cha. got tea um yeah it's actually empty now. empty cups guys that's just props <laughs> empty cups no i mean i was drinking it before but we finished now oh but. it was full yeah yeah so that yeah as i was saying uh we should always like you know try to add some benefit to the world try to help the world leave something behind when we die so yeah that's a, that's a really noble goal definitely, inshallah yeah that definitely uh, we're I, I'm I'm pursuing you know a, kind of like a similar path in healthcare. I I do have other interests like this I guess. One interest right here. I mean I I like I like I like looking into like <laughs> philosophy history. I like reading. I write poetry in my free time. He's a great writer, guys. I can't <laughs> tell you that he's a I'm, great writer. I'm a, I'm a mediocre writer. He's a great writer. I'm mediocre. But I I I uh, I have a poetry page on Instagram that I worked on. I was posting pretty consistently, I think like in April, May-ish of this year in 2019, and yeah, I kind of just stopped. Why'd you posting. Why'd you stop? It was good, you know. Uh, we'll leave the at in our um, YouTube. We might, we might, we might, we might. That's a very big might. <laughs> yeah. So we might not. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I just stopped because, uh, I mean, I was posting on a, on a fairly weekly basis. I stopped because, in general, I stopped writing. Uh, I don't know what happened. I, in general, I just stopped writing. A lot of my writing comes from bursts of inspiration. Uh, a lot of my writing is very like faith-based. So, so religion, be, right? Religion, religion, religion yeah. Islam, bro. Yeah. We're both Muslims. Yep. It, it has a very important part. Strong to play. impact. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a yeah. very important part yeah. to play in both of our lives. I'd say. Yep. Alhamdulillah, it shaped. The, the men that we are young men young men <laughs> that we are and speaking of that actually 
we should kind of go into the name the of name our definitely the name yeah the shady youth what does that mean what does that mean you're probably thinking well the shady youth podcast well let's kind of go into the background of it it took us a really long time to actually think of the name itself yeah i'm kind of fixing this <laughs> but it took us a very long time to yeah the listeners probably don't know what's going on but you guys you guys probably see that don't worry guys technical yeah, issues so we're probably i'm kind of like tinkering with this okay <laughs> tinkering with this Everything is for a good reason. So, uh, what was they talking about? We were talking about the name, the Shady Youth Podcast. Oh, <laughs> got a little excited <laughs> there. <laughs> this is what happens when this you're is so, literally your first time. This is what Shady. happens when you're really excited. <laughs> so, the Shady Youth Podcast. What does that mean? So, we went through a long list of names. It took us a really long time to finally settle on this. Very long. To find something that we actually vibed with, that we liked, that we just like to, you know, it just you know rolled out to the tip of our tongues. It didn't it didn't sound forced. We had a whole list of names that we were going through, and everything just didn't stick. They sound they either sounded too forced, or they either just they're just off. You know what I mean? And then finally, I came up with the Shady Youth. Uh, I, I I pitched it to a couple friends of mine. They also really liked it. Uh, Ifad also really liked it. And so the background of it comes from a hadith about the the seven the seven groups of people under the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, under the shade of the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment when you know the sun is gonna be scorching right above people's heads and they're gonna be pouring sweat. And there will be seven groups under the under the shade of the throne. And are perfectly cool, perfectly temperate and you know they'll, they'll they'll be chilling, and so I'll I'll actually read the hadith itself. Uh, Abu Hurairah anhu reported the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam peace be peace and blessings be upon him said, there are seven whom Allah will shade on a day when there is no shade but His. They are a just ruler, a youth who grew up in the in the worship of Allah, one whose heart is attached to the mosques, two who love each other, meet and depart from each other for the sake of Allah. A man who is tempted by a beautiful woman of high status, but he rejects her, saying, I fear Allah. One spends in charity and conceals it such that his right hand does not know what his left hand has given, and one who remembered Allah in private and he wept. And this is in Sahih al-Bukhari, and uh, the authenticity was agreed upon by all the scholars. So if you look, the second group is talking about a youth who grew up in the worship of Allah, in the worship of his Lord. And so this is what we all strive for me and ifad are working on ourselves as muslims yeah. working on ourselves as people yep. and this is this is a goal that we're trying to live by we're trying to become one of those people under the shade of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we're, we're trying our best <laughs> uh islam is is pretty much it's a way of life you know it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, way it's, it's a way of life it's, it's a way of life it's, 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 it sounds stated. cliche yes just a way of life but you know? that that's truly like what it is it yeah. is a way of life it's not just a religion 
it's what we try to base all our um, judgment, all our reasoning, all our decisions on. Just trying to be a good person, you know. Just trying general, to be a good person. You know, just yeah. At the end of the day, the religion of Islam, you know, I don't think it's trying to push any agenda besides just trying to be a good person. You know, that's what Islam means. It's a religion of peace. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you don't want to go to you don't want to go tonight stressed out. You know. So I think Islam and the Harid that he just uh, beautifully expressed, uh, I think it connects with the name that we have, the Shaded Youth, and hopefully in the Day of Judgment, the hereafter, we can become one of these, uh, one of the part of the youth, you know, one of the seven he just mentioned. Is he gonna... Huh? Is he gonna... Is, is the audience fine with him? Yeah, we just have to talk a lot of, lot of, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, we just have to keep okay, talking. Okay, okay, yeah, my bad. So, uh, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a bit some, there's some background noise. It's fine. And we are back. <laughs> yeah. We had some technical difficulties. <laughs> so, uh, we're back. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure where we left off on. We, we broke down why we named ourselves the Shaded Youth. We went through the Hadith. Of it all, uh, we discussed. We discussed, you know, how we should live by that. How we should strive to be under the shade of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, under the day of judgment, because that is the ultimate goal after all. That's how we should. That's how we should live our lives. Uh, as you know, you can probably tell, Islam plays a very uh, important part in our lives, in our decisions, in our judgment making in our reasoning and the way we think and uh yeah you want to add on to that yeah it definitely plays a major role uh we are born muslims uh first and um it's a way of life you know and speaking of that um just this is a whole different new segue into why i was able to even you know start this podcast and major gratitude goes to my mom you know, not many of us are fortunate to have something that we love to do and our parents agree, especially in the brown households. For sure. You know, most yeah. of us are, you know, pushed forward to just be engineers or doctors. And this side hustle right here, which is a podcasting, usually doesn't come through till we're later ages. And we're pretty young right now. So to be able to do this at such a young age, I'm very happy. My mom, actually, she's back there. She's cooking, you know, and she's very happy to see me, you know, record this with my friend right here. And um, I'm very grateful. Um... And there's more projects that I've been working on, you know, movie making, video making, and she's always asking how it's going, you know, what's going on. Your biggest cheerleaders sometimes are your parents, you know, whether yeah, or not yeah, you realize sure. it, you know. Yeah. So I'm very, very blessed yeah. to have that. Yeah, like may Allah make all of our parents, you know, uh, a means of our journey, and may, mm. may all of us, you know, try to please our parents. Yes, of course. Probably I mean, to like yeah. the end of time. Uh, you, you mentioned something very important, how people... Sometimes they're pushed in a certain direction that they don't want to go into, and that that's that's a very important message. We this this is a side hustle for us, but for some people this this is something they want to do, like something they want the to do for, for the rest exactly, of their life, exactly. something they want to do yeah. as a source of income, as something they want to rely their career on. They want to produce videos. They want to go into something creative. They want to write. They want to direct. They want to. They want to, you know, just put something out there into the world as a main source of income. And a lot of the time, they're not able to. They're not able to. Yeah, they're not sure. able to. They're not able to. Um, their biggest, you know, ironically, their biggest hurdle is their own right. parents, yeah. you know. And it's sad because these people, they can, it's like telling an engineer to become a doctor when he was, you know, <laughs> right. meant to be an engineer. Yeah. You know. 
So I'm very fortunate and I hope more people will realize it. You know, I hope our parenthood, when we become parents, we're able to see that more for our mm-hmm. kids. You know, we're able to, you know, let them become who they want to be, you know, and not just tell them, hey, become a doctor because I couldn't be a doctor. I think most of the parents that want, to, want their kids to be a doctor is because they wanted to be a doctor at a certain time in their life and they, w- they weren't able to do to their, you know, financial circumstances. And of course, opportunities back in back home like India, Bangladesh, Pakistan. I, I agree with you, know? you to an extent. Um, I, I, I do want to add some nuance to that. Of course, go ahead. Uh, of course, like our parents, they, they always have our best interests for us. Of course. And yeah. in the economic uh, context that they grew up in, we're the you know, number one money, ma- money makers, doctors, engineers, engineers. lawyers, yeah. government positions. You know, um, finance. They're usually also the most respected too. Yeah, these yeah, are the also. these are orthodox career fields exactly. that well, people exactly. do strive towards, and <laughs> we're we're both pursuing careers in healthcare. Exactly, STEM related. Yeah. yeah. So, and like a lot of our friends are going to computer science. Mm-hmm. Most of our friends are going into like computer science or finance. Yep. So it's these are orthodox careers, and people do generally just gravitate towards them. However, it's not for everyone. It's definitely not, it's for, definitely not for everyone. Yeah. I I love history. I love, you know, reading things about philosophy. Uh, I don't agree with most things in philosophy, of course. Uh, Western philosophy, of course. I love history. I love writing. I love reading. I love uh, the humanities. But some people, they aren't able to go into that career because of you know their parents or how people will see them or how their family back home is going to perceive them. Like, you know, oh, you're a writer, oh, you're an author, oh, you make videos. Like, it's it's seen as very, you know, low standard or low tier or on, on the bottom of the of the social hierarchy. I think many... In a lot of these yeah, classes. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of things in our culture, people look down on pioneership. You know, if you're usually the first one doing it, people usually look down on it. You know, video making has become usually a big thing right now thanks to YouTube. And, you know, past few years ago, five years ago, you know, heck, my mom would have even said, YouTube, why YouTube? You know, you, you don't want your aunties, your uncles seeing that, you know. So, um, but now, you know, since everyone knows about YouTube, it's, it's widespread. Mm-hmm. You know, she's able to agree on things like that. I think we lack, I think we and our parents, I think we're ignorant to that. And I think when more people know about some yeah. certain topic, they're able to be more, you know, lenient towards right, it. For sure. Yeah. I also, I also wanted to talk about um, the other direction. Which are, I guess, I guess young people that are very resentful to their parents because of this. And in in if if people do go in this direction of you know forcing your children to go into something they don't want to go into, resentment will build up. Yes, of That's, course. That'll of course, naturally build up. But on the flip side, you as a teenager, you as a young person, you don't know jack about life. <laughs> I yeah. don't know jack about life. Yeah. You might know more jacked about life than I do <laughs> however w- that doesn't give us you know just because someone like let's say let's say a father or a mother they're not letting you do what you want to do they have your best interest in mind right now experience and is the best we, teacher we, the, the yeah. way the way that we go about trying to convince them should not be from a place of hatred from a place of anger yeah. should not be place should not be from a place of oh you don't get me exactly or you it don't understand that way. Yeah, they exactly. might not understand that might be true that yeah. part might be true yeah, exactly but they do get you. Yeah. They understand who you are as a person because they literally cleaned your dookie yeah. <laughs> when you were six months, a year, two years, three years. Yeah. Bro, come on, have you really forgotten about that fact? And so we we just need to be, we need to like have a holistic view of this, that you know parents do kind of 
have have a have a part to blame in in this context. However, we are really the ones in control of our life and our future, and we might not pursue something that our parents like. However, their will for what we for what they do want us to pursue that should never be a reason for us to resent them. That should because it's coming from a good place at the end of the day. They are the ones that are looking out for you no matter what. They want that's certain. Yeah, they want you to be happy. They just want you to be happy. You know yeah, what? At sure. the end of the day, my mom said, you know, maybe your parents said too. I just want you to be happy. Whatever you do, um, hopefully you have a steady source of income. You know, just be happy. You know, just be just right. be happy. You know, whatever you do, just be happy. So, um, so this thing about you know. You know, battling with your parents. I don't think you should battle with your parents. You got to realize they were once teenagers. They were once kids. So they went through everything that we're going right. through. You know, I think experience, like I was saying before, I think experience is the best teacher. There's nothing. You can't, you can't buy experience. A 95-year-old will always know some stuff <laughs> sure, yeah. than a 30-year-old, yeah. you know. That just by living. You know, just by simply living, you just know more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, talking about experience. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I said this in the beginning, but you know this is our first time. Forgive us if things do go wrong. Yeah, of course. You, guys. You've seen a couple things go wrong. Yeah, we're gonna get better with experience. Yeah, of this course. is our first episode. Yeah. We were a bit hard on ourselves for the first time for the first takes we were doing. We what this bro? This is like our twentieth take. Yeah, twentieth. <laughs> we, we tried fixing yeah. too many things. I think that was just a headache on our part. Yeah, and we finally were just like, yo, screw it. Let's just let's just roll. Let's just yeah, roll exactly. with it and see what happens. We do have to cut out some things, definitely. At some point, you just have to press the record button and just keep you going. Just, you, you know, just do it, bro. you just gotta that's, do it. That's you really know, it. you just do it. You can't prepare for you know? sure. Yeah, you for you know? sure. Uh, so I um, it it the process of it comes. It's kind of similar to the writing process. I, I I'm not I'm not talking from like a, the the perspective of like an experienced writer. I like writing some of it. Some people like some of it. Some people don't like some of it. I don't like some. A lot of it I don't like, but a, the experience of it is very similar. Where you just you just vomit on paper. You just vomit on whatever you're writing or typing on, and then you do all the little editing, all the little oh tweaking the the taking out of certain parts, the taking out of certain bits that you don't like to add in. You do all that after. Because what you need to do is just get started. What you need to do is just pick up the pen or you know get the laptop out and start typing, and you just see what comes out. Uh, uh my bad. I, I no, I'm you, also. Um, I think I'm also a writer. You know, sometimes I also write. You know, English actually is my favorite subject. It's it's, it's hilarious that I'm taking STEM, <laughs> but English is my favorite subject. I always had it pretty easy to me because I thought it was it was an art. You know to take millions of words in the English language and to piece them together in any way yeah. that you want and then have hundreds of people read it and understand it it's it's one of the most beautiful thing i think you know and yeah. sometimes like Shaquille said um sometimes people won't understand what you're saying you know sometimes people will you know misunderstand that and, and that's okay you know so you don't always have to get your point across at the end of the day the only thing that matters is that you were able to write it on paper and you got something out of it you know, many of the times we have so many emotions packed in and the best way to do it is to just free write, just write. You know, it might be like 10 different random words, but right. if it makes sense to us, that's all that matters, I think, mm -hmm. you know? And and free writing is definitely going to be a main source of catharsis for a lot of people. Yeah. Sometimes you're just so overwhelmed by emotions or so overwhelmed by what's going on in life. Just pick up a pen, let it all out, 
because you, you can't bottle that up forever. You cannot bottle that up forever. Uh, a lot of people give the advice of journaling, of just, you know, every day in the morning, just jot down what you want to do for the day, what things you have hoped for, what things are, um, you know, that you're worried about, what you're thinking about. And this is just a release. Like, you're releasing all this, all these things built up in your head. You know, like, our, we're, we're, our brains are not wired to contain all of this information or all of these emotions at one time. We're going to explode. Like, honestly, we're going to explode. And that's where the mental breakdowns happen. And that's where a lot of the, a lot of the excessive stress happens because we're not releasing what we need to just get out into the world or get out into a piece of paper or get out into a friend or, you know, someone that can listen to you. And that that's, that's really important. Um, moving on into a bit, a bit more, actually let's, let's stay on the topic of, you know, writing for a bit. Cause I, I, I do poetry. <laughs> yeah, he does. I, I, I do uh, he does poetry. He actually has an Instagram page. Uh, you guys should check it don't, out. Don't don't check don't check it out. Don't check it out. Don't check it out. I'll I'll post the link. Please in don't. The <laughs> we might we might not. Uh, we will definitely post it. That's a very big might. Yeah, definitely. probably will not. Anyway, so let's let's just stay on the topic of that for a bit. Poetry. I never thought I'd get into poetry, like for real. I never thought I'd like it. Uh, it all seemed kind of kind of boring in my opinion kind of really boring oh why because that? yeah why is that i mean when i was little like all the poems that we would read none of it related to me because it would just be about some dude from like the 1800s yeah and, like i don't relate to whatever the heck you're writing about uh like trees or <laughs> or like you know relationships Symbolism. i was like 12 right yeah exactly and then finally i started i started reading my own types of poetry i started reading you know things about you know sadness and things about like uh the emotions people go through or or just the beauty of life or the human experience and i would find the beauty in these words written on a piece of paper and i'm just like maybe i should maybe i should try that out <laughs> maybe i should try that out the other thing is is uh i i used to listen to a lot of spoken words i guess and there, there's a lot of Muslim spoken word artists out there, but for in the beginning, I used to listen to more non-Muslim ones, and their the way that they express their emotions really inspired me to just just get my get my emotions and thoughts out through that mean through that medium. So I started to write some poetry. A lot of it you can definitely tell in my writing how it kind of metamorphosized. It definitely was like more about me myself, um, what I was going through, my emotions, and then it blossomed into. You know my love for uh, different types of things, um, and also just different themes. So some a, a lot of the poems that I put on Instagram were about, you know, uh, they were they were faith based. So I think one of them was about uh, wasting time, and how time is very valuable. Uh, another one was about Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and you know how we should all always strive to love him. How we should always strive to meet him in the akhirah in the in the afterlife another one was about i believe you know sins like because we're all sinners we're all gonna make mistakes and sometimes we get very overwhelmed by those sins and those mistakes however you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful you just have to go back to him 
you just have to return to him and sometimes i forgot about that and i just had to consistently remind myself that there there is a way out that allah is there that your lord is there that he is the most caring that he will love you no matter what and so i just had to remind myself that and that's that's where that poem came about and a lot of these poems come from you know personal th thoughts and personal emotions uh you know i'm very lucky to be able to read um stuff like that you know pers anytime that i read something that's personal you know from people i'm able to you know i'm getting it's like a welcome greet like saying to the people hey look i i respect you as a person i want to read this this from my own personal experience so so i'm always you know always excited about that yeah uh yeah the, <laughs> that also kind of ties into the idea of of just you know when, whenever someone is very into a certain subject or into a, a certain passion of theirs it'll always just sound really interesting yeah. like no matter what so yeah it'll always just sound really interesting no matter what i remember uh someone i knew in high school they they recently also started their podcast it's called the finesse podcast if oh, you guys really? want to check that out wow. Yeah, so uh, he it's he talks a lot about hip hop and rap. I don't know jack about hip hop or rap. I don't really know anything about the music industry. Uh, and just listening to him about, you know, like how some rapper changed the game of hip hop, I'm like, oh wow, that's interesting. But I relate to none of that because <laughs> I'm just not into it. But just listening to him talk and talk and talk and talk on and on about it. It was it was just really interesting to and fascinating and to just hear about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, uh, moving on to 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 a couple inspirations of I guess because we're we're talking about poetry and talking about our interests. A couple of inspirations of why of how I got into that. Um, you know, Rumi. Okay, guys, we are back. <laughs> Um, sorry for the cuts, but you know, this is a learning process. It happens. So we were talking about uh, Molana Jalaluddin Rumi. Uh, he, like I said, he was known as the best-selling author or best-selling poet of America, and a big reason for that is that, you know, when you think of a quote-unquote Rumi poem or Rumi, you know, line of poetry, you think of you know a lovey-dovey kind of theme going on, and that's not to say that. You know his his poems didn't revolve around love for his wife or love for his friend or love for people in general. There, those do exist. However, uh, well, how Rumi got popularized was was because of a of a certain translation by a certain um, by a certain translator. I forget his name per se, but he, uh, he what he when he translated it, it did contain a lot of the meanings that. Rumi poems had but it took out a lot of the inner meanings and so what that did was it took out a lot of the God-centric meanings behind Rumi's poems and so when people read them they're not thinking of Allah they're not thinking of the Rasul when a good portion of Rumi's poetry was about them was about the love that he had for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was the love that he had for you know the Prophet and the love that he had for the deen in general and it's it's really sad that when people think of Rumi, they think of like, you know, a lovey-dovey kind of, you know, dancing Sufi that is just about, you know, living life, man. Like, 
No, he wasn't about that. He was practicing. He he did a lot of orthodox Islamic things, and he wrote poetry, but it wasn't in the framework of a Muslim that was always striving to fall in love with his creator, to fall in love with the person that brought the message from his creator. That's really interesting, dude. I, I, I don't know much about this <laughs> He influenced me in a big way. Um, also, just like the Sufi culture in general, uh, a lot of people have a mistaken kind of stereotype of what a Sufi is, of what that whole mystic side of Islam is. Okay, okay. So I'm not a scholar. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not someone that is learned on that level. However, I do want you to go research what a Sufi is, what uh, what that side of Islam has to bring because it. A Sufi is is someone that is is working more on the inner spectrum of reforming themselves, and so what that means is they're they're working on reforming their soul, they're working on reforming their heart. They look constantly at what they can improve. They look constantly at how they can love Allah more day by day. And I, I read a I read a very important article by. Um, by a doctor Muhammad Ghilin, if you're familiar with him, may not be. Yeah, so he he is very into that kind of culture and that tradition, and he, I forget if the, if it was the article's name or it was in a Facebook post, but he basically said, if you claim to be a Sufi, you are not a Sufi, because the whole the whole premise of Sufism is to completely annihilate your soul and your well not your soul annihilate your ego. And annihilate your presence and your and your thought process in the face of the creator and so you let your desires become his desires and you let his or and you let your way of living become the way of living that he prescribed for you becoming humble right it's become it's humility, humility it's all about yeah. you know diminishing your ego it's all about you know, reforming yourself mm -hmm. and look into sufism like honestly look into sufism i don't want my opinion to be anyone else's um, opinion just for the sake of it but definitely research like it So, so yeah. Sufism is is Islam. It's yeah, that's that's Islam, that's yeah. part of Islam. So you just keep Islam. Islam. Buddhism, there's I have a lot of respect for Buddhists and you know that kind of meditation process. That's that's a whole like um that's a whole different you know science of its own. I'm not a Buddhist, obviously. <laughs> that's Buddhism. is it's a very spiritual religion. I those guys are are very like peaceful, quiet. You know, I really respect that. It's just. Uh, Islam is is what we live by. We're Muslims, yeah. and I, I do really, I, I really think it is important for anyone that has a very mistaken view of what Sufism is to look into it. And I, 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 yeah, I just won't, I won't say anything that, um, I probably shouldn't say, because we're not, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah, for sure. Um, on on that topic. Have have you have you have you gone through periods of time where where you just felt like how should I phrase this? Because I I can 
think I can look back at times where I I have had definitely like revisions of how I look at Islam or revisions of and not to say that I'm changing the deen. It's it's my own it's it's my own little inner perception of what Islam is and how to live as a Muslim. And that doesn't mean that I'm not living as an Orthodox Muslim or that I'm not living um, according to the Sunnah or the Quran. However, there have been my own inner like changes into how I just perceive a lot of things. Have there been any points in your life where you just looked at you know a certain you know aspect of Islam and it really just changed your view on it, or you know has there any like been any movement or any personal experience that changed how you looked at it? I'm, I'm a person who questions things, and a lot right. of people might find this weird. Um, why do you question religion? Listen, um, I've been brought into Islam, but that's not to say that I just you know just took it for word for word. You know, I do question it every day here and there, and I think you should question it. If, you, if you're gonna dedicate your whole life to the belief system, right? You should question it, and you have the right to question it. And if you don't fully understand it, you're not fully committed to it. In Islam, we have something called iman, and if your iman isn't strong, then you're not close with God. And majority of us, we don't have a good iman is because most of us, we don't question our religion. We're given the an answers by imams from local masjids or even our own parents. And most of these answers are half, half answers. And many of us nowadays, uh, we're very intelligent. We're very intellectual creatures and we question things. And when things don't match up, we completely discard the whole religion. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should do that. I think there are answers to these questions that we have, but we just ask the wrong types of people. I think we should go to scholars or Sufis, you know, people like that. You know, we should definitely go to scholars, you know, people who are made to study the religion, you know, and not look up something on Google, you know. Because many times the answer does lie, and it's ignorance that tells us that, you know, there's, there's something that we shouldn't believe. But Islam definitely has the answer. So I'll, I'll add, I agree with most of what you said. Yeah. I'll add a little caveat. Um, all these local scholars, bro, they have the answers to anything you're looking for. It's just that they might not have the the greatest delivery because there is that language barrier. Of course, yeah. They know everything that we have the questions for, or they might not be able to express themselves fully in that respect. And so you shouldn't denounce. I'm not saying you are, <laughs> uh, but a lot of people out there they they do denounce a lot of their local scholars. Um, I don't think that's the answer. Go seek out your local scholar. You know, build a relationship with him and look at how he practices Islam and how he um, you know uh, gains his inner peace through this great deen of ours or great religion of ours and that's not to say that if you're not satisfied with an answer look for that answer yeah, you have Search, look out that answer yeah, yeah you have right, right. If, if that imam which yeah. you know he's probably benefiting you in other ways yeah. if that imam can't give you a specific answer to one specific question look for the answer through yeah. someone that is learned on the same level and if he can't give you the answer look for that answer however you should never give up on Islam you should never give up on on this religion for the sake of you know a few doubts and sometimes we have a lot of doubts but those all can be answered and you should always first ask those questions to the right people and you know look for those answers because there are they are out there yeah, for I'm sure. still, I'm still, you know, I'm still searching for answers, and I, uh, it's a lifelong journey, you know. Yeah. Mo I'll probably never know all the answers, but I want to know some of the most critical answers. I'm still questioning scholars that I know, you know, local scholars, just like Shaquille mentioned, and of course, I want to meet them traveling, you know, to homelands in Mecca, you know, where scholars were built up through the whole religion of Islam. You know, they they'll probably have more grounded, you know, 
Brian Rules and Brian yeah. Fox of Islam. So there are scholars all over yeah, the world, but m- obviously yeah. Mecca is like you know our home, yeah, so our Medina is our home. Exactly. So the whole thing with the doubt, I think we have doubts in every single right. part of life. Uh, I think we just have to find answers. Right, and um, I think we've talked enough about kind of that. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> we we had a we had a pretty interesting discussion before yeah, we recorded yeah, this. Um, yeah. You were talking about about recording a movie. How's that going? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm currently working on um, several projects. Um, the thing with me is uh, when I get very um, ill with these mental projects, I'm not able to fully finish them. I was working on this one project actually. It's about um, depression. It's a very um, heavy topic actually. You know, and I think depression is not it's not like a one word thing. I think everyone sees it through different lenses, and everyone has the rightful you know meaning for it. You know, I think it's a synonym. Everything everyone has a different meaning for it. So I was trying to make this movie, and I'm still working on it, the whole script and everything. And hopefully, I'm able to, you know, one day shoot for it. Basically, just about a, you know, a general sort of character that goes through life and how he views life. And it was an int- interesting concept on, um, you know, the whole depression idea and right. what we're going through. Is this is this the movie? Are you still working on this movie, or are you done with it? I'm working on the script. I haven't shot it. There is another movie that I did work, and I have shot it halfway through. It's on the Family, family matters, gotcha. You know? So you were halfway through that movie, the first, yeah, that and the depression movie. You were almost done with it, or you finished the script, it. The script, yeah. You finished the script. Okay. Yeah. Are those you're still gonna work on those? Or uh, hopefully, hopefully someday I find enough time for. Uh, okay. Those, you know? Gotcha. I wanna, you know, these are very heavy topics, and I don't wanna, you know, half half do the work. You know, I wanna actually hit right. it, hit it home run. You know, right for sure. So, the whole movie making process is, is always kind of interested in me, um, because I, I do really like the cinematography of a lot of things, and I whenever I look at a movie, I always try to you know find the beauty of how it's shot as well, even though that's not my background. Mm-hmm. I know there goes a lot into making. A movie. Is this a full length movie, like a two hour movie? Uh, no, it's a, it's a short film. So more it's a short film. Okay. 30 minutes is not a short film. Yeah. That's a that's a full long episode right there. Yeah, so <laughs> like that. So, you know, if it was anything a little bit shorter than that, I wouldn't really call it a movie. You know? Gotcha. More like, most like a okay. No. I know there's always something that goes wrong in the in the background of any movie, of any production. Has it been smooth sailing? Uh, or no, it's usually the chemistry between the actors. Uh, sometimes we have these overpowering actors and sometimes we have actors who right. are not even acting. So, <laughs> not even acting yeah, great. So, you know, I could do a better acting than that. Ooh. <laughs> you know, so we do have this, you know, this whole shift, you know, this whole dynamic. Right. So I think that's the thing because you as a director, I am the director of the movie, so you as a director really see uh, this whole picture for the movie, but then you have your actors bring something else to the table. And if you guys are not able to, you know... If we're not on the same yeah, kind of wavelength. Exactly. Yeah. If you're not able to handshake on the idea, then it becomes trouble, troublesome, you know? So I'm still figuring things out. I do have a very great actress. Um, she's currently out of the States, and hopefully if she gets back, we'll <laughs> So the actress, she went away, right, to Brazil? Yeah, or? she's from Brazil. Uh, she's an actual actress, a okay. recovering actress, and you know, we found her through Instagram. And she was you know, happy enough to uh, uh, flu season. Yeah. She was, she was happy enough to actually say yes to the movie, you know, and uh, I'm 
I'm glad. She's a very great actress. But she moved away and you had to stop production because of that? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, that's for the family movie or the depression that's, movie? That's for the family movie. The gotcha. depression movie, I just want to be in character. I was going to make it myself, but I don't know the act properly, so I'm mostly just going to act as myself. So I see it as myself. Gotcha. I kind of do want it to be like by myself. It's not an autobiography, but I kind of do want it to be seen through my eyes. Right. You know? Okay. So, yeah. Hopefully I find someone like that. Okay. You said that it was an autobiography. What do you mean by that? Not really an autobiography. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. So, the whole concept of family and depression, those are themes that are very, they're, they're very broad. They're very broad, yeah, they're very broad. Uh, of course, the, uh, I don't want to give away everything, um, but the movie itself does go into general, not general, but very specific right. issues. So, in terms of the family movie, is, um, I'll give you a little, um, a little teaser. It's actually about a you know about a brother and sister you know how they're able to live when their parents are gone. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And it's about how the older sister takes care of the brother. Mm. And the brother isn't able to you know figure that out until the very end right. of the movie. Right. Okay. Lovely. You know that's the. You know one. you know what that kind of reminds me of. Um, have you ever watched any like Studio Ghibli movies? Um, not. You you've heard of it right Studio Ghibli like the animation yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, of yeah like um. Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. he's a director. Oh yeah. Yeah, you've probably heard of like some of the movies like uh, Spirited Away, or um, yes, yeah, Spirited Away, yeah, Spirited Away is the most yeah. famous one. Yes. So, under Studio Ghibli, there is um, there's a movie called Grave of the Fireflies, and the premise of it is that you know there's this boy, he's like fourteen, fifteen. Okay, I'll see. Hey guys, guess what? <laughs> it cut out again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what was I talking about? Yeah, so the, the the premise that you were talking about, it reminds me a lot of The Grave of the Fireflies. Um, it's a movie from Studio Ghibli. It's basically centered around this boy. He's 14, 15-ish, and he has this little four-year-old daughter. I'm mean, not daughter. <laughs> it's like 14. Four-year-old uh, sister. Yeah, he has he has his little four year old sister, and it's it's right after the bombings on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and they're in Japan, and their their dad was in the army and he died, and their mom was uh, was killed because of because of the bombing, and so they had to go live with their aunt, but she she was a big egotistical, and um, the the boy he just didn't boy he just didn't like you know how she was you know uh imposing a lot of you know rules on them and he being stubborn he's like 14 he's like you know i'm gonna i'm just gonna take care of my sister by myself and it's such a sad movie bro it's such a tearjerker and just the way they're living and it's so it's so harsh and it's it's dude i i it's torture watching that movie honestly it's such torture watching that movie because it'll make you cry like four times <laughs> Every, everyone i know has cried in that because of that movie it's it's torture honestly sorry guys this is my little brother <laughs> i don't know if he's in the shot i think he is okay <laughs> all right 
uh, yeah, I actually think this is a good point to wrap up. Um, you have any closing remarks? Um, that, that was definitely an interesting movie. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Um, thank you guys for tuning into our first episode of this podcast. Hopefully, we're able to make a second episode. You guys like that, you know? Inshallah, we have many more to come. Uh, inshallah, this is you know a very beneficial podcast. I mean, I don't know how how, how movie talks are beneficial, but you'll find some benefit yeah, out of it. Of you'll there's always some benefit in everything. Yeah, inshallah, um, this is long lasting, not just yeah. a one time thing. Inshallah, we get better at this yep. every single podcast, and there's not this many breaks or cuts. And inshallah, um, we grow as people through this as well. So, and so uh, with that. And the Shady Youth Podcast. Assalamu alaikum, guys.